Good morning. My name is Chris McDaniel. Welcome to Trinity's Daily Podcast. We're going to read a passage of scripture from Matthew 16 and then say a prayer and spend just a little bit of time thinking about something Jesus has to say to us. But first, let's read. The Pharisees and Sadducees came, and to test Jesus, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red, and in the morning it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. Then he left them and went away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, we thank you for the Bible. God, we thank you for the opportunity to trust you, to look to you. And Lord, I pray today that you would specifically help us to think about what it means to cultivate timeliness. In Jesus' name, amen. So the Pharisees and Sadducees, these religious experts, they come to Jesus and they ask him for a sign. And, you know, we're tempted to just think anything the Pharisees and Sadducees say is ridiculous. And so we look at this and go, well, that's probably some silly request. And yet I think, you know, signs are great. Uh, we've just spent seven weeks actually in our Wednesday uh, midweek video teaching, looking at the signs of Jesus. Jesus was all about giving people signs. Uh, signs are clear. Signs are compelling. Signs help uh, us understand. They see things, help us see things with great clarity. And so the Pharisees and Sadducees coming up to Jesus on the surface, at least, and saying, show us a sign, one might think, well, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Uh, signs in this instance, I think the one they're looking for is really like looking for some uh, a lightning bolt from heaven. You know, they they were essentially saying, show us a specific act of power that would convince us that we should listen to what you're saying. That that's what's going on here. And so Jesus, rather than responding with no or sure uh, or ignoring. He actually responds by pointing to the signs. He refers to a commonly understood way of looking at the sky to predict the weather. He basically says, you guys know how to look at the sky and tell whether the weather's going to be good or not. Why don't you know how to interpret the signs of the times? So what is Jesus actually saying there? Like really, in essence, what he's saying is, I'm inviting you to pay attention to what's happening around you and to understand what it all means. Now, one of the big challenges for each and every one of us, especially in the season that we're in right now, is that we're being bombarded with uh, data, with events and world events and news events that are uh, filling our ears and our inbox and um, our minds and our imaginations, and yet we don't oftentimes know what it all means. What Jesus is getting at here is he's saying to people, people like you, people like me, I want you to be timely. Here in the last number of months, really since COVID-19 and certainly since the civil rights uh, movement we're seeing happening, not only in our country, but really the world. I mean, what we're seeing right now is the largest civil rights movement in the history of the world in terms of how people are demonstrating in the streets and crying out for equality. Um, since COVID-19 and, and now more recently what we're seeing regarding race in our world, uh, we've been spending here at Trinity a lot of energy inviting you to learn how to listening to what to listen to what's happening around you. 
um, we're inviting us and we've been inviting you because I think the Lord's been inviting us to say, God, what are you showing us? What are you saying to us? What does all of this happening around us, what does it mean? And it's easy enough to, to think on the obvious stuff, right? Like COVID-19, uh, staying at home, now race uh, riots and race demonstrations now that are really uh, moving the needle when it comes to the conversation around black lives really mattering in our country and really around the world. These things, it's probably pretty uh, easy for us to stop and take notice and say, okay, God, wh what does it mean? They're, they're hard to ignore. Not impossible, but they're hard to ignore. But many of us, you know, we live our lives with all kinds of uh, signs in the sky, if you will, and we don't know how to pay attention to what's going on, and we miss so much. Jesus here is saying, I want you to be a timely person. He's inviting you and me to become aware of what's going on inside of us and around us. On the macro, thinking about race, thinking about COVID-19, thinking about world politics and the economy, all of that stuff, but also in the more immediate, what, what is my relational landscape saying to me? What is the state of my soul saying to me? What's the state of my health saying to me? God wants us to be timely. He wants you to be able to think macro and micro. But if we're ever going to be timely, if we're ever going to understand the times, both inside you and around you, we have to become the kind of people who learn how to pay attention to the details while tending to our life with God. Simply keeping up to date with the news is not going to make you timely. Being an expert on race or COVID-19 is not going to make you a kind of timely person. Uh, you have to actually see those things and the details of your day-to-day -day life through the lens of the heart of God. So without being with God, we're going to just be full of information or live in denial. Pick your poison. So how are you living your life with God? You know, one of the things that I'm hearing over and over again as a pastor is that lots of us have lost a real sense of rhythm. You know, maybe you went into the COVID season thinking, I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to really bear down in my walk with God. I'm going to read that stack of books that I haven't had time to read. And a lot of people are reporting back. It's been a real disappointment, just not as productive and fruitful as they thought it would be because we feel lost. And from what I'm seeing, initially, there was a sense of real disorientation, right? We were being... Uh, drowned by the data deluge of COVID-19, like found ourselves reading anxiously all day, every day about what was going on in the world. And now we're doing the same thing uh, pertaining to other issues, possibly a kind of data deluge on questions about race. And we're, we're, we're just swimming in waters that are actually maybe about to uh, overwhelm us and certainly have, have disoriented us. Now, I think that there are temptations all the time to just succumb to data and information and, and media. And here's the thing, guys. Um, God treats us like adults. We have to pay attention. We have to read the news. We have to know how to have the right kinds of conversations. We have to be those who grow in awareness, but we can't just think that awareness in and of itself is going to do the trick. We have to also be with God as we sit with the things that are happening in us and around us. Otherwise, our engagement will have a sense of anxiety and striving about it. And I just want to be real and honest with you. You can feel the difference. 
uh, when people are wringing their hands over health issues or race issues or political issues, you can feel the anxiety. And y'all, the anxiety is understandable. That's why God wants us to be the kinds of timely people who are both aware and immersed in the life of God. And I don't know about you, but I know that I have certain tendencies. And probably as you're listening to this, your tendency is either to be a person who wants to cloister away with God and not be aware. So you're just sort of like blissfully ignorant and with Jesus. Or you want to be the kind of person who is aware and yet you struggle to really tend to your life with God. Wherever you are on that continuum, there is an invitation for you. What Jesus is saying is, I want you to be aware and I want you to be non-anxiously with me in that awareness. So he leaves us in this moment with, you'll get no sign save for the sign of Jonah. And we're thinking, what does that mean? Jonah is actually one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I, I wish I had time to really talk about Jonah. It's trually a hilarious and and an ironic story. It's it's a morality play, and it's wonderful. I've done some extensive teaching on Jonah, and it's truly one of my favorite things to talk about. But but for for this point, Jesus is not utterly comparing himself to Jonah. He is, however, speaking to us about the resurrection. Jesus, like Jonah, goes into the depths of darkness and then emerges from the depths with a clear call and a clear vision. What Jesus is saying here is if you want a sign, I will not give you a lightning bolt from the sky. He's saying pay attention to what's going on around you, the times you're in, and know that I'm the kind of person who's going to go to the darkest place and then come through the darkness having defeated it alive. Jesus here is saying before the cross and resurrection, I'm an Easter person, get ready. There's life on the other side of the deep, dark death. There's life on the other side of death. Jesus did not avoid death. He did not run from it. He was not afraid to the point of avoidance. He entered into death intentionally, and he emerged victoriously from the darkness. And I believe that there's an invitation here for us. Because what the resurrection did for Jesus was it made him sturdy in a whole new way. He didn't become a ghost. He didn't become an apparition or an idea or an image or a set of ideals. He got his body back. But more than just getting his body back, he became a fully resurrected, fully immortal, sturdy son of God, son of man. And I believe that he's inviting people like you and me to hope for a kind of sturdiness. To lean further into the life that God has for us. I think that what he's asking us to do is he's asking us to uh, view our current circumstances through the lens of the resurrection. So what does it look like for us to view COVID-19, for us to ask questions and think about race through the lens of the resurrection? I think it means sometimes that things get worse before they get better, that the acknowledgement of a thing is sometimes so scary that we won't do it until we can't avoid it anymore, but that there's life on the other side of the acknowledgement and the death that comes alongside it. I believe the Lord's asking us to face the darkness in front of us as bravely and as certainly and as hopefully as the people of God do when they believe in resurrection, even as they face the death uh, in front of them. And I, I think for me, there's an invitation to not be afraid of a loss of reputation, to not be afraid of a loss of comfort. 
uh, there's an invitation to kind of step up and stand up and say, God, what does it look like for me to be faithful in this season? How might I be timely and hopeful regarding the resurrection? I think that's actually the invitation in front of all of us because that kind of hope as you face the darkness, it doesn't change the trouble you face, but I think it does actually change how we face our trouble. So let's sit with that. How are we facing the trouble? What God might be, what might God be inviting us to consider as we step into our day? God bless you. Go in peace. Amen.